0: hello everybody it's julie with hefzibah talks a lot and i'm just gonna talk about um how should i put this in words let me think about it for a second i was gonna say i'm just gonna talk about me but there's nothing new there that's what this podcast is about right talking about me (laughs) um but let me think how can i put this Oh yes. Okay. The mediocre existence uh that I choose to live. That's the way to put this. All right. So here's the deal. You know how there's people out there that're just amazing? Like they can do amazing photography, amazing writing, uh become very well-known published authors, very well-known photographers, very well-known artists. Um well-known politicians, well-known uh, lawyers. And I'm not talking about those that are doing it uh, and being negative, like getting the negative popularity. In other words, they create controversial stuff or they they do illegal things. You know, one of the biggest, um, it is very noisy. I wake up in the middle of the night and don't sleep well for that very reason. That's why I say if I stay in China next year, I'm moving. That is another reason. It is so noisy over here. I don't even know if you heard that, but just know it's noisy. Um, happens all the time. Um, but anyway, it was very annoying to me because if I, I used to like Google myself, like that's a joke, but we all know, you know, most everybody has done that at some point in their life. I used to Google myself and the person that would come up first when I would do that was a a female golfer with my name. Then there was a scandal in Washington. You gotta love these people. Jim and Jones Christmas Carol. There was a darn scandal and the wife of the dude that did the scandal had my name. She married into my name. Her and her husband did this scandal of money laundering or some stupid thing in, in Washington DC. And so now when you Google me, that's who comes up. How disgusting, like that just, that drives me insane. Like I did not intend obviously to see myself as a top result. I'm not anybody. However, I would rather not see some stinking, thieving, lying, dishonest person be the first result you get when you Google my name. That's disturbing. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> if you ever Google yourself and you get some like this horribly dis disappointing result, that's, you know, you understand what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about people that can actually do things amazingly and, and... They have, like, such a good reputation because they're so amazing and so talented. So I got sucked into the China TikTok. I've tried to do American TikTok, um, and I go into it, and I'm like, I don't even know what the crap you're supposed to do here. Essentially, if you haven't, like, linked to any interests or you haven't linked to any people, like, nothing comes up. So you open up TikTok, and it's just, like, this random... Horridly annoying thing that just sits there and does absolutely nothing. Once you put in your interests, you start to get videos of people that do those kind of things. And uh, once you link to your or you start following people, then you start getting people that are similar to them and all that, blah blah blah. So eventually, you build this whole TikTok thing. But I was I was here hanging out in China and and we were messing around on the Chinese TikTok, which has been on my Chinese phone since I got here because it's an auto app here in China. Um, automatically placed on your phone and I had like so much fun with it we were just, just goofing around and uh, I'm seeing all this photography stuff I'm just like this blows my freaking mind and one of the things like I'm not good at things people like I can write and I can take photos but I'm not like great Because I settle for the middle of the road. Uh, I've said this in one of my other podcasts, but basically, one day I was listening to a podcast, surprise, surprise, or a show. And, uh, because I love talk radio, guys, I really do. Um, I I like conservative talk radio, like The Blaze and uh, Glenn Beck, and the ones that annoy the crap out of people that aren't conservative even they even annoy conservatives but i i really do like i don't ha- you don't have to agree with everything they say it's just so much stuff is logic and people don't like logic um anyway moving on um and they were talking about that like th- i think i was actually listening to a christian uh pastor i believe but i could be wrong so i'm sitting there and 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 they were talking about like like that okay so would you rather be miss america or first runner up and i immediately said, well, first runner up because, and I have legitimate reasons for all of these. I was like, because if you're Miss America, then you have to commit yourself to a year long tour. Like these women that win this, this scholarship, this Miss America pageant, they have to go all over and, and like constantly be in photo shoots, constantly meet with young people they're supposed to be an encouraging representative of of you know continuing your education and, and all of that stuff I don't know a lot about it but I do know that they have to tour for a year and they have to so they have to be available to tour for a year they have to um keep everything in the up and up like if anything comes out even if it was like 10 years ago that they posed for a nude photo shoot or something, they can lose their crown like instantly. It's not even like, you know, it's like a dissertation, which is why I seriously, as much as I want to go to medical school and get a doctorate, not like medical medical school, but I want to get a doctorate and put it that way. um, The dissertation just makes me stop and I'll get to that later. But you know, it's like that. Like if you are even remotely suspected of plagiarism and they can prove that like you didn't cite a source or something in your paper that you worked on for four fracking years then they can pull your freaking degree did you know you can lose your doctorate like that that is ridiculous that's ridiculous college i mean i'm sure when you sat you sit before the board and you're talking to them and you're like dude it was an honest mistake like i legitimately i was i thought i sort, i sort uh, cited that source blah 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 look they're in my bibliography i just forgot to t- tag them up there or whatever I'm sure if you can prove that it was a legitimate error on your part, good luck. Then they're just like, okay, you know, I don't know what they ping you with at that point because they're all about penalties. Not like you didn't go to school for four freaking years and work your butt off to get this stupid thing. Anyway, moving on. College is ticking me off right now. Moving on. Um, but anyway, like, it's supposed to be like this... So, like, if you don't have... If you have anything in your past or something comes up that you did recently or... 10 years ago, even. They can, like, strip your crown. So, you did all this stuff and you lose everything. You could lose everything for a stupid choice you made or a mistake or... You know, peer pressure or whatever. The crud can lead to you missing out on this thing. So, there's that. Then the other thing is... uh You know, you have to go and compete in Miss Universe. Uh, I mean, there's just just so much about it. But if you're first runner-up, you still get like, I mean, you were almost the most beautiful woman in America, you know, and you still get prizes and you still get to do tours and talks, but you're just not as busy as Miss America. And if Miss America just happens to become Miss Universe, you actually gain the Miss America title because you can't be Miss America and Miss Universe. Once she becomes Miss Universe, the first runner-up becomes Miss America. So, you know, win-win, Yeah, what I'm saying? I don't have to be the most beautiful woman in America. If I was the second most beautiful woman in America, I'd be like, right on, man. Bring on the honeycomb. I am the second most beautiful woman in America. Of course, if you're in these pageants, you want to win. But I would never be in these pageants because I just don't have the dedication and I just don't care. And we'll leave the other part unsaid because it doesn't need to be said. Okay. And then they ask, like... I don't remember how the the salesman of the month thing was or salesman of the year. I don't remember, like, what the comparison was. Like, it was like, do you want? would you rather be salesman of the year or just really good at your job or something like that? Would you rather be salesman of the year or just, uh, like, never actually win that prize, but you're still a good salesman kind of a thing? And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to be salesman of the year because then, like... First of all, do you choose to defend that title and just keep working your butt off every year to try to keep winning it? And then if you don't win it one year, do you feel like crap? And then what about, like, the jealousy in the office? Like, the people that'll hate you because you won Salesman of the Year. And they believe you're cheating or you're sleeping your way to the top or whatever. And then you have to deal with all of that. It just seemed like too much pressure. So I'd rather just be, like, a really good salesman and never actually get the accolades of being Salesman of the Year. It's just the way it goes. Um, Then there was, like, would you rather be, like like, the crown prince, or, it wasn't next in line, because, like, as we all know, it's still a lot of pressure, but it was, like, maybe, like, a duke or something, like, you're not, you're still, like, wealthy and in the royal family, but you're just not, like, in line to the throne, you're, like, you know, a lot of people would have to, like, disappear before you could get there, and I was like, oh, yeah, definitely wouldn't want to be the crown prince, because you have to, like, know all the laws, I mean, you'd have to know laws anyway, but I don't know every law of New Mexico, like, I could like it could say like never kill a honeybee and I could be I could like have killed a bee one day I did kill a bee when I was a kid because it flew into my hair and I smushed it <laughs> out of instinct I don't kill bees I think bees are extremely valuable and I do everything I can to not harm a bee I'm, I'm very careful about bees because um, I feel like they're I mean I've watched documentaries and stuff so I I, I just know they're valuable and you gotta love our honeybees anyway, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be illegal. There's some laws on the books that you don't even know about in your, in your state. Look them up. I bet you have some kind of cornball law, like that you can't wear overalls on Sunday. I mean, you just, there's there's stuff that's never disappeared from the books. I mean, look at daily savings time. That was all about the war effort back in like World War II or something. And we still stinkin' do it. And do you know that New Mexico has tried to take the stupid daylight saving time off of the darn law books? And the darn governor's too busy? It's Just, just sign it. It doesn't even require anything. Just look at it and go, oh yeah, we'll stop changing the clocks forward and back and screwing with our, our internal clocks. How complicated. If I ever became governor, and guys, believe it or not, I actually had thought at one point that I would try to become like... Uh, like a city councilor, and then I would try to become mayor and then I would try to become governor and that would be as high as I'd go because I wouldn't want to be senate I wouldn't want to be freaking president I wouldn't want to do any of that crap uh but I was like if I become governor man that's the first I'll be like bring me the daylight savings time bill we're signing that sucker right now (laughs) like it's not even up for debate and then bring me the separate wage thing we're, we're getting rid of tipping. I think it is so freaking ridiculous that we pay wage staff what we pay them and then it's mandatory to tip. I've always thought that before I even came to China. Because tipping should be like, a, a how do you say it? It's to be voluntary. Let's put that word instead of like, a big word I can't say. Because like, if you think about tipping, I should tip you because you genuinely did a really good job and deserve a tip. Not because like, if I don't tip you, you're actually being ripped off and getting paid half of what is minimum wage. And sometimes even less. So I'd rather tip you because you actually deserve that tip than the fact that I'm like, I need to tip you because I know you're getting paid crap, okay? Do I tip? Yes. My mom and I usually tip 20% or more. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying because if you look at 10% or even 15%, you're like, that's nothing. I mean, even 20% is nothing. Like, if my bill is $30 and I give them 10%, they get three bucks from me. What is that? If I tip 20, they, they get six bucks. I mean, if I sit at that restaurant for two hours, they get paid two forty-five an hour or four twenty-five an hour. I sit there for two hours. and I give them six bucks. We're looking at what? So they got four eight fifty if we do the four twenty-five. They got eight fifty for two hours plus six is what? Fourteen fifty for two hours of work. So I mean, it, it even comes out to like below minimum wage. But, of course, if they have, like, three or four different tables and it goes a little higher, but same principle, whatever. My point is, get rid of the second wage. That should go across the board, America. Like, that should be a federal law. That should be, like, no, all wait staff needs to be paid the minimum wage in the state. Whatever the f... Because there's a federally mandated minimum wage, right? And then there's, and then there's like, whatever cities want to do. Well, then there's, like, a state minimum wage, which has to be at or above the federally mandated minimum wage, which the federal mandated minimum wage is really low. I'm starting to say minimum wage really funny, but you know, you know. It's, it's low. It's like, what is it, like 525 or something? It's really low. And then, um, I don't remember what it is. It's been a while. Um, and then the state usually does one that's more comparable for their cost of living and whatnot. And then, like, where I'm from, we have a living wage. So, like, my city has it pays much higher because the cost of living is freaking ridiculous there and it doesn't matter that they pay higher which is which comes to the whole circle life of which is a whole other podcast the fact that you should not increase minimum wage to $15 an hour which is something people just do not freaking get and right now with this like pandemic and like we're the essential workers and oh look store employees have to work when other people don't have to work It's not necessarily that you have to work when other people don't, it's that other people can work from home and you can't. That's the only difference. Like, um, state workers can work from home because they can take their work home, but some of them are actually in the offices still working and still being exposed. Because like, you know, you still gotta get all the state stuff processing. Your state still has to function. So government workers are still working. Everybody else is still working. It's just some are in office, some are at home. And as a grocery store person, you can't do that. But here's the caveat, folks. If you don't have a high school diploma, if you don't have a college degree, and you're you you're not applying now, I'm I'm if you're applying and you're trying and you keep getting shut down from jobs, then I highly recommend that you go to like a job counselor because they offer counseling services for free at a lot of places. Get in touch with a social worker. That's what their job is to help you connect with with uh, services in your community. But anyway, I mean, there's job there's job finding places that help you find jobs I mean there's places where you could get a better job than working in a grocery store but we would rather just sit here and be like demanding $15 an hour for something that I could literally walk off the street and do in like 10 minutes guys legitimately like I love cashiering that was one of my favorite it's one of my favorite jobs if I didn't want to retire one day and didn't want to have to pay into my own retirement as much as you have to I would be a cashier because I love it I think it is one of the best jobs you can have but I, I don't want that for my life. So I've bettered myself. I've put up with crap jobs. Legitimately. Crap jobs in the government. I clawed my way to the top as a clerk typist. Making literally like 5 or $6 an hour. Getting pooped on and, and treated like dirt. Literally. To the fact that I before I, I left to come to China, I was making almost $20 an hour. But that was after nearly... 16, 17 years in government from five, something to almost 20 slow steps, climbing my way to the top. And you would think that I would sit here and go, Oh yeah, $15 minimum wage would be good. No, it wouldn't. It would destroy your economy. And I know you don't get that, but I'm telling you from a, and I'm just off on a tangent that has no purpose to this podcast, but I'm telling you legitimately the living wage in, in the city I'm from is pretty friggin' high. Okay. And it's not huge. It's not $15 an hour. But it's high. For like based on like the, when you look at the federal wage, you look at the at the state's minimum wage. It's it's the living wage is, is is significant. But it makes no difference because everything in that city still costs a crap load of money. And once you increase the minimum wage, the thing that's going to happen is everything's going to go up in cost to make up the difference. And you're just going to be living exactly like you are right now. Just making more money. You're just going to, you're going to be just as poor and you're going to throw other people under the bus because I think this podcast is ultimately going to be about this because I'm just going off on this and I don't know how much longer I'm going to go, but (laughs) I didn't even know how I got here. How did I get here? I don't know, but I'm here. Um, I have to go back and listen to this. I don't know how I even got over here. Oh, it's going to be governor. I was talking about the separate tipping and, and yeah, moving on. Um, separate wage. But if you look at, okay, let's say McDonald's. Okay, let's say they increase the, the minimum wage to $15 an hour. But you've been working at McDonald's for the last seven years. So you've finally gotten yourself up to about $16.50, $17 an hour. What happens to you? Now your thought is like, I'd get a raise, would you? And the answer to that is no. Do you know why? Because now they have to pay that extra seven dollars. If like your guys' minimum wage is like seven fifty, McDonald's starts you at seven fifty, but now they have to pay fifteen. So these people come in, and they have to pay fifteen. Now they pay fifteen dollars an hour for a person that walks in off the street. Do you really, honestly think they're going to give you a raise? They're losing seven fifty with this new employee that they still have to train employee doesn't have training they don't know how this how this mcdonald's operates they have to give this person training they have to hope this person doesn't isn't like a lot of employees that work at these places are let's be honest you may not be one but let's be honest how reliable are these people you work with think about that for a minute how reliable are they can you count on them to always be on time can you count on them not to steal you know when i worked at walmart we used to have to, uh, because before it became 24 hours, we used to have to stay after the store would close and we used to have to clean up, okay? So we had to go through all the aisles and they would tell us, all right, you two are going to be in menswear, you two are going to be in shoes, you never wanted to be in shoes, ever. That was like the worst department to be put in. Oh yeah. I don't know why people are so messy. Um you know, you're going to be in, in toys, you're going to be in pharmaceuticals, whatever. So you had to go to different areas. So we would have like this little meeting and then they'd send us off. Well, one of the cashiers grabs a candy bar and opens it. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I always do this when I close. And I'm like, dude, that's theft. That's a freaking dollar candy bar. Like every time you take that candy bar, they're going to be like, when they do inventory, they're like, we're short 375 candy bars. Somebody has been stealing candy. And she's like, it's not a big deal. And I'm sitting there like, but it is. <clears throat> so can you tell me that you pay $15 an hour? Someone's not going to be doing that. I'm not saying that like, because we know that like the, the CEOs skill, we hear about this. We even know pastors still in embezzle. Like we know it's, it's across the board. People still, I'm not saying it matters about the weight, but like, if you honestly look at, and there's a lot of brilliantly hard working people in these, in these areas. There are people that legitimately deserve to be making the wage that the CEO or like the store manager is making. I don't deny that 100%. I have seen it full on. Do I ever feel like I was one of them? No, I worked very hard. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely, I'm not saying that I deserved to have like the store manager's wage, but there are literally workers that have been there for years that are faithful, that show up to work every day that do go above and beyond and they do all their work and they're just amazing and they're still making a freaking pittance and that's the thing like I would root and cheer I would be like I would totally be willing to put into law you know if this is even a feasible law to put in that if someone has been at your your business for five years and you have over a certain amount of employees because that's the other thing guys with this minimum wage increase situation usually, like, if they're gonna increase the, the minimum wage to $15 an hour, um, and that lunacy, they tried that in my, my town, and it's like, yeah, this is stupid, the way they set that thing up was suicide for our, our economy, but it slit our throats, um, I'm glad it was shut down, like, it was shot down like that, because it was stupid. It was, and then they combined, like morons, they combined the get rid of the separate wage with the, the minimum wage increase. It's like, no, write two separate bills because they're two completely different things. That way they can put the minimum wage, I mean, the separate wage thing through and our, our wage staff and such can actually get paid an actual livable wage as opposed to like trying to throw it in so you can pass your freaking malarkey. It was malarkey, guys. If you want to look it up, it was like three or four years ago that they tried to pass this bill and it got shot down quicker than heck. And I'm so glad I am so glad, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, so I would be willing if it was a feasible bill to put in that at five years. Oh, that was the point. Like if it was about companies under, they had to have a certain amount of employees to, in order to qualify. So if you're working for a small business that has like 17 employees, more than likely you're still not going to get your $15 an hour raise. So, like, corporations like Walmart would be affected. McDonald's may or may not. Because McDonald's are individually owned. So, it really depends, like, if... Like, a lot of these franchises, franchise things, it, it could depend. If they say, if the wor- nationwide, worldwide corporation is, like, has, like, billions of employees, then, by, then it trickles down. Or they could say, well, if they're individually owned... Then, if they have less than this many employees, then they're um, exempt. And legitimately, McDonald's could be like, "Well, I can survive if I can if I can only have 25 employees, I could survive with 20 employees." Like, if it had to be like, if you're if you have 25 employees, they wouldn't get near that number because anything could happen. I would they would probably stay a little lower, so people would probably lose their job. Is kind of the point. People would lose their job. I can pretty much guarantee it. But what I would do is I would look at I would look at the uh, it's so funny how this ended up a, a minimum wage conversation when I that was not my intent I'll have to get back on track in a minute. <laughs> I would be willing to pass a bill that says something like every five years any any business that has more than such and such employees and takes in about this much of a revenue because you'd have to look at all these kind of things right um that they would have to evaluate any employee that has been there more than five years and consider a significant pay raise. I'm not saying like a nickel and dime pay raise, I'm talking about a significant pay raise. Like they would have to literally be able to look at these people and say, okay, uh, Bertha has worked with us for the last five years and here's like the evaluation we have, like she's always on time. She, we don't have no complaints or if we do have a customer complaint, we usually know it's the customer because sometimes guys, it's straight up the customer. A lot of times it's us having a piss poor attitude when we're serving our customers, but most time it's just a spoiled customer that can never be satisfied. It doesn't matter what you do. Those exist. Um, and all of her coworkers and everything, she doesn't have any problems. She's not causing any problems, blah, 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 blah. So she deserves to have a significant pay increase. And by significant, I mean like we're, we're talking... 10%, 15%, 20%, whatever, they can give you a number, but it should be significant because if this employee is working at a freaking McDonald's for five freaking years and they're actually loyal and they're actually not calling in sick all the time, they're always on time, they're never, they're very rarely late. Cause let's be honest, you're going to have a time when you're late, something's going to happen. It's just life. Unless you're one of those people that literally get to work an hour before your shift and just kind of hang out in the McDonald's so that you can just kind of walk in when your shift starts then you know, you're probably never going to be late. Cause I mean, even if you got in a car accident that like a fender bender or whatever, or something happened, usually in that hour gap, you can get to work on time regardless. So if you're one of those kind of people, and if, if you are one of those key people and you're never late, cause you're always there an hour, then you deserve a buku buck raise. But anyway, they can like, look at all these things. If, if someone's putting up with that at McDonald's, McDonald's guys, I've worked at McDonald's, I'm going to say you could probably name a job and I've done it, but that's not true. But like I've worked at Walmart. I've worked at McDonald's. I've worked for a person just doing gardening. I worked at a small independently owned restaurant and they had the most amazing food. I loved that place because every day I could take home some food and their food was so flipping good. I still remember that. And I was like 17 when I worked there. I've worked for Ross, Dress for Less. I've worked for movie theaters. um, Very small movie theater. I haven't worked for a big one. Um, I worked for a very small movie theater. That was another job I really liked. Um, I've worked for for a swimming pool. Um, That, of course, was a government job. I've worked in offices. I've worked for the police department and I've worked for the fire department. And I've worked in child support enforcement. I've done all of this. And I went, I worked full-time and went to school full-time and at one point I was actually holding down two part-time jobs and a full-time job and even at one point I was working at Walmart doing overnights which meant that I went to work from 10 p.m. until 7 a.m. and then I would drive to my full-time day job and I would sleep in my car from like 7:15 15 to like 8 I mean 7:50, and I'd be in my office at 8 and I would work 8 a.m. 5pm and then I'd go home and try to sleep but I usually couldn't but I would try to get like a nap in there or something and then I'd go back to to Walmart and I'd work 10pm to 7am which is why like eventually I got to the place because they lost my time adjustment form and, and I was like screw you guys <laughs> I'm not gonna jump through hoops and beg you and try to fight for this I'm working myself to death here and you can't even meet me halfway screw you you get to that place but there was extenuating circumstances why I was doing that. But let me tell you guys, I, I can't say that I understand what you're going through. But all I can say is trust me that I have had crap jobs. I've had to work. Crappy, poopy situations. That, that like month, a little over a month where I was doing the Walmart and my full-time job thing, I was very much in danger of working myself to death. And I'm fully aware of that. That was a very extenuating circumstance and I did what I had to do. So when I quit, it was because I was able to. And I understand that some people aren't in that situation where they can just walk off a job. I burned my bridge with with Walmart on that one though, because I didn't even give notice. I was like, I didn't come in or call in last night. Did I lose my job? They're like, we'll give you one more chance. I'm like, well, don't give me one more chance. I was kind of hoping you'd tell me I lost my job. So. So I just didn't come in the next night and then I knew I did. So I was fine. Anyway, moving on. I digress as I already did, because that's not the point of this thing. My point is we shouldn't raise minimum wage to $15 an hour. You don't have to agree with me. You can give me your, your, your argument points. I can guarantee that I will have a counter argument for every single one of them. And as I said, I, I am not unsympathetic. If your employer can afford to pay you $15 an hour, they should. We all know that people are greedy and they're going to do what they got to do. I firmly believe though, if these companies like McDonald's and if I had a McDonald's and I literally had an employee I could count on, I would make sure that employee got a significant raise after they'd been there five years. And I know you're thinking five years, why wait that long? I would legitimately boost their income significantly at five years. And then they would get a steady raise every year after that, every single year, because if they're staying after five years... And I would probably start grooming them to be able to have their own McDonald's one day if they really wanted that. Some people don't, you know? Some people are like me. They're content to be the freaking runner-up, right? Which is the point. (laughs) Moving on. Because that's what this was all about as I went off on my, like, minimum wage hike and, like, took up most of this podcast with that. But let's get to the point. The point is that I always settle for the middle of the road. So there was, like, seven or eight of these things, which I'm not going to go into now because I just wasted 20 minutes talking about minimum wage (coughs) that I went, you can find one of my other podcasts. I know I talked about it somewhere (coughs) that I went through and every single time I picked the second option. Like I always picked the subpar option every single time. And I had a legitimate reason for it too. It really is. They really are good reasons. (coughs) And then like God showed me, he's like, you do realize that you're picking the second choice every time. Like you don't want to be the winner and then you complain when you're not the winner. That's another podcast for another time. Oh, it's so noisy here. But, um, so God showed me that I am one of these people. Here's what I do. This is my, this is my life. Just enough. I do just enough. So what does that mean? It means like, I don't do enough that I would be like this bright shining star like I don't work on my writing enough I don't even write guys it's really bad um I don't work on my writing enough to be like the next JK Rowling or to like or Anne Rice or to be like the next published author that like is a New York Times bestseller I'd like to get a book published I really would I have a book I love that I think would be amazing if they would publish it but I got denied and I didn't keep trying see that's the other thing like people are like so and so got denied 75 times before they got published and you're sitting there like dude that's a lot of freaking rejection. I could not take that. So I literally got rejected once and that was it for me. I was like, ah, frick, they don't want my book. I tried one publisher, one time, one rejection, and now my book is shelved. It's just shelved. It is an amazing book. It needs a rewrite. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably one day going to hire an editor to read it and give me rewrites. I'm just too cheap right now to do it and too lazy. but I have a book that's amazing and one day you will read it and when you do everything's just gonna be like you're be like Julie why'd you wait so long because that's middle road that's where I go um my photography do you know how many times I sit there and I think to myself like I'd really like to do that and then I'm like but then I never take my camera out you know I even take my camera places and just carry it with me like it's in my backpack the whole time and I never take it out because it's too much effort or I'm worried about what people are gonna think about me yeah so that being said here is my challenge to myself and if you can relate with anything i said before and after my minimum wage rent then i challenge you to do the same but i'm going to challenge myself once a week to do something so i've been trying to learn piano i've already told myself because lately i've been so Busy that I'm like, oh, and I just play the few songs I know. And then once in a while, like once a week, I'll sit down with the app and actually challenge myself to work, keep working the, the one that I'm still kind of learning. But I'm not really progressing anymore. So I said, okay, I need to start setting a time. I actually have to start scheduling my day, and I have to be like, this is when I play piano, and I play for 30 to 45 minutes, no matter what. And it should be the morning because I I was working really well to do it at night, but now it's just not working because I I get toward the nighttime and I'm like, ah. So I need to do that but I'm gonna take some time each week and on a Tuesday or Wednesday I'm either gonna work on my writing or my photography and I'm gonna do it to the place where I'm either actively looking for free courses because right now I'm not gonna commit money because I don't really have it but actively looking for free courses like through like YouTube and whatnot to build my photo editing skills, to build my uh, photography skills, and to work on my writing. And I'm gonna challenge myself at least one time a week, and I'll do it more if I feel like doing it more, but I will at least one day a week invest a significant chunk of a day on getting better. Because guys, here's the thing. Like I have meltdowns because I have to write research papers, right? I am a writer. Literally, you could tell me something. You could say, Julie, write me two pages about, don't like, don't make it research because I won't, I won't do it. But like, Julie, write two pages, sit down, time yourself, 15 minutes, write about blah. And I will just free write and I, I can probably get about two pages in 15 minutes, depending on the topic and how well I can BS my life. It's what I do. And the reason that I struggle with research papers is because there's structure to it. There's structure. There's a certain way you have to write it. You have to cite sources a certain way, and you have to know how your teacher wants it. So like Grace, you have to do footnotes, not endnotes. But like the whole time I was at Eastern, I was learning whatever the medical one is, the one that psychologists and all those use. I can't remember it now. But then when I went to Grace, I had to learn Turabian, which is basically a form of Chicago, but it's... Turabian. And when you're in elementary and high school, I mean junior high and high school, they teach you a completely different style that I can't even think of because, like, the only ones that use the style I used at Eastern are ones going into, like, social services and that kind of thing. But because there's a structure to it, I don't want to do it, is my point. I'm, I am so anti-structure, can you tell? Like, one of my biggest struggles where I work now is the structure. Like, you have you have times, and you have to get a certain amount of content in, in a certain amount of time, and you have to meet their standard of like you have to make sure you do ccqs and you have to make sure you you have been drilling and you have to make sure that you do delayed error correction and you have to make sure that you do all this other stuff and it's all within certain time frames and it has to look a certain way and it's that's what gets me so bad i have a hard time with structure apparently but that's my challenge if i want to be a better photographer and really that's my more my more bent why because people don't want to invest in reading And while I'll definitely work on my writing, because I love to write, I really do, um, I love being able to create, create, but people don't like to read it, so I could get 15 books published and no one will, if no one ever reads them, then what was the point, right? But with photography, people can take 5, 10 minutes, if even, 2 minutes to look at a photo. I mean, get some appreciation. But anyway, I digress. This podcast is a bust, but it's gonna go out there. I'm alive and well. That's my challenge is to just do something once a week at least and invest a significant amount of time in it so that I can uh, improve. So I'm, I'm no longer settling for the middle of the road. And if any of the things I said made sense, like why I would pick um, first runner up for Miss America, why I would not want to be the salesman of the year, um, and it resonated with you, you're like, yeah, that makes total sense. Why I wouldn't want to be the crown prince, um, I don't know if I ever got to, like, like, the crown prince lives a very restricted life, but, like, a duke wouldn't really have to, like, you still kind of got to keep yourself clean, because you're royalty, but you don't have to, like, worry so much, you know what I'm saying, um, that's why I would pick that one, but I don't remember if it was a duke, I don't remember what it was, but if any of that resonated with you, then you're probably like me, you're probably middle of the road, you do just enough to not get fired. But you never try to, like, get the employee of the month. You know what I'm saying? Um, then I challenge you to challenge yourself, just like I'm going to do. And and press yourself to become better. To improve. To win the employee of the month award. And, uh, yeah. That's kind of the point. Be employee of the month. Because I guess it's worth it to do that. Okay. Hello, everybody, it's Julie with Hef Sabah Talks a Lot. I'm just going to take one second, okay, maybe a little longer, to talk to you about writing.com. Now, I'm not doing this for any money or anything. I'm just letting you know about a great supportive community that I think it would be great for you to join. Writing.com has been around for a long time. They actually started out as stories.com, and I stumbled on them when I was a lot younger and joined. And eventually they got too big for that domain and became writing.com in order to encompass more than just storytelling. This website is amazing. It is a community of writers and readers. So if you're not a writer, but you love to read, join writing.com. If you don't really read a lot because you're so busy, but you love to write, join writing.com. If you're a little bit of both, Join writing.com. It's an amazing community. Now you can get a free account and then they have paid memberships. I currently just do the second tier, the upgraded membership, and it allows me to have more items in my portfolio. I love to pay to have a membership because I love to support writing.com. That's the main reason that I pay to keep my membership upgrade, updated and current. But I just wanted to have an advertisement about writing.com. Once again, not for any monetary gain. It's not even an official one. Uh, They won't even know I'm doing it. But I just want to encourage people to go and join writing.com. It is truly a place that has helped me develop as a writer. It has helped me be encouraged. And I have met people there that have been my friends through the distance online and have supported me and offered me advice with my writing and has have been there with me or for me as I've made these transitions to China and other locations so once again writing.com w-r-i-t-i-n-g dot com join today about talks a lot and I'm just gonna briefly talk to you about simply piano now you can play simply piano for free but you won't go very far in your levels with that if you dabble in simply piano and find you really like it then I highly recommend you upgrade you will not regret it as you upgrade you are able to go through more levels I am currently on essentials 2 and I am working my way through learning the left hand along with the right hand So once you start moving through your levels, you're able to unlock sheet music. They have five-minute practices you get to do during the day, and you also unlock songs. So the song I just played was one that I've learned the left hand and right hand for at a very simplistic level, but I only like to play the right hand with that one. One of my favorite songs to do is George Michael, Careless Whisper, Simplified, and so to round out this lovely ad, just to show you what it's like to play one of the songs on Simply Piano. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. Just know that I am still learning. I love Simply Piano. You can download it on Android um, through Google Play. I'm pretty sure they exist in the iStore, uh, the Apple Store as well. there you go. So if you liked what you heard, which you may or may not have, but please give Simply Piano a try and send me an email, htal.podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think.